All right. For today's podcast, David Smith, superintendent's back in with us. David, thanks for coming back in to talk to us. So let's talk about what we learned today. So Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb made an announcement along with some members of his team about where we're at in the state with COVID-19. And of course, a big part of that was education. Now, before you answer this, I'm going to preface this by saying everything is subject to change. So as you and I have this conversation, we're going to talk about what we know now. Doesn't mean things can't change. So you want to just start reflecting on what we heard today? Sure. But I, I want to emphasize what you just lifted uh, because we heard his press conference. It's about an hour, hour and a mm -hmm. half ago. So still very fluid and, and things are subject to change. But based upon what we know now, we right. do understand that schools will not reopen physically for the right. balance of this academic year. Uh, but I want to caution folks, that doesn't mean that school is over. No. It's not over. It's really the school facilities. That's what Correct. we've referred to all along. The doors to the school building traditionally will not open for the Correct. rest of this year. So, you know, as we've shifted to uh, virtual learning or e-learning days, um, that will continue now. Um, they did emphasize that schools have to complete 160 days of education, uh, which is different than 180 days. Sure. But uh, So a smaller amount of time, but uh, we still have quite a few things to accomplish yet. So I would encourage everybody to continue to continue to work. Absolutely. And and while we don't have specific dates um, assigned yet in terms of virtual instruction and when the assignments being given would come to an end in May and when they'd be due, um, we do know that when we talk about 160 days, that includes the days we've spent when we were in school for the biggest part of this year. And then, of course, the virtual days, because those count towards that requirement. Correct. Uh, we were blessed that we did complete the third quarter before sure. schools were closed. So we have about 137 days, I think, that okay. were completed through the traditional uh, method. And then the week that we were closed before spring break, we utilized five e-learning days for that. Okay. So so we have about 142 days in the book. So that means that we have to continue to have at least 18 days left. So okay. uh, as you stated just a few moments ago, we did put out a schedule through the 1st of May that may be tweaked a little sure, bit now sure. based upon what we know, because uh, even though the assignments are made on a particular day, then those assignments are not due until right. at least a week later. Right. So we have to have all those things in consideration. And then as we would uh, close the door on this academic school year, we need time for students to get their assignments in, sure. for teachers to grade the assignments, and for us to wrap all those things up. So I guess what I want to make sure people hear, whether you're a parent or a teacher or a student, um, as soon as we have that finalized, of course, we'll share that out, and it shouldn't be terribly long before we're able to do that. Absolutely. Uh, the reason why we're doing this about an hour and a half after the governor's announcement is we want people to know what we know as quickly as we know it, sure. or as soon as we know it. Um, let's talk about high school seniors, because I, I think throughout this whole process, we have had two primary concerns, along with many others. Of course, the grab-and-go lunch program, making sure all of our community students, kids in this area are getting fed. So we've been working really hard on that. But graduating seniors or seniors that are, are getting ready for graduation, you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like based on what we know now? Sure. And, and frankly, at the top of every agenda that I have, when it comes to students, I have three primarily three priorities that I have listed. First of all, I want our students to be safe and fed. Sure. And it's difficult to check on the safety of our students and to feed them, but that doesn't mean that we don't try. Absolutely. Number two, we certainly want the learning to continue. And number three, we want our seniors to be able to graduate. Absolutely. So 
there was some uh, time and consideration given to the seniors that we're going to call now the 2020 cohort. Um, and while this is still, I think, uh, subject to change, from what we understand now, seniors that were on track to graduate and enrolled in the courses that they needed in order to graduate, then uh, they will consider their school year done and they will graduate now. <laughs> that being said, there are always the sure the uh, sure. the fine so print. Don't if you this, will, don't, don't no, turn no, off no, no, right no. now. Let's hear what this. So, and this is what we know now. Sure, if a student is enrolled in dual credit courses, if they want the college credit, then they're going to need to complete the courses just as if they were uh, freshman, sophomore, or junior. Sure. Okay, sure. because we do have some concurrent credit classes, dual credit. Uh, classes where we have juniors and seniors interspersed in that class. So right now I'm speaking specifically to seniors in the seniors. 2020 yes. cohort. So if you're enrolled in a dual credit class and you want college credit, you must continue to achieve the credit uh, and then the grade that all the students in the class would uh, would earn. If you don't wish to have the college credit and you just want the high school credit for graduation purposes, then that's a different story. Okay. Now, we also have dual enrolled students, which is different than dual credit. Dual enrolled students are students that basically are taking the class through a university and the university instructor is providing that instruction. And as we've said all along, those students that are duly enrolled have to complete the course as prescribed by the university in order okay. to achieve the right. university credit. Okay. So if you're a student, obviously, you know, you're in that situation, you're going to be in contact with your teacher. Um, but you want to make sure you don't forget those are some real specific things that we don't want kids to miss out. Absolutely. Uh, this has been a very, very disappointing year for everybody. Sure. Uh, no one would have dreamt that this is the way that you were to play it out. I would go out on a limb and say that forever though we will remember the class of 2020 in a different way than we right. will remember other graduating classes. The good news is, is that you're going to graduate with the least amount of hassle and right. headache that we can possibly put together. Uh, but I think there also could be a tendency to kind of let your foot off the gas and to relax and to just right. stop. And I would encourage you not to do that right. because that would be, I think, very detrimental long-term for you to do so. So once again, if you're in a dual credit class and you want the college credit, you have to complete the course as everyone else does. Dual enrolled, you have to complete according to what the university says. Um, and But uh, if you are a senior and you were on track to graduate and you were enrolled in the classes necessary for the completion of the diploma lane that you were on, then you you basically are finished with the fine print that I've lifted before. Also, just to put uh, the minds of some of our seniors at ease, uh, you will no longer have to pass a high-stakes test. Uh, right. The state is also wavering that. And that's really for all grade levels, waiting, too, for our yes. seniors, but all the yes. high-stakes testing, the standardized Correct. testing. So you no longer have to pass the I-STEP portion okay. as a senior uh, to graduate. They're okay. going to waive that. And back to our students who are not seniors. So all of our kindergarten through junior and high school students, keep following what your teacher is sending you. 
keep completing those virtual assignments. Now we know we're currently in the waiver period right now. That's not going to change for this week or next. So once those assignments resume, keep doing the same things you've been doing, staying in contact, asking questions, and just moving along until we are, are through the end of this period of time. Absolutely. I would encourage students and families to, to continue to work. Um, you know, one of the concerns that I had with the previous calendar that we put out for virtual learning the week before spring break, we didn't really want the assignments to be due during spring break. Sure. The problem with that is that that's such a gap right. in that interval of time between when the lesson was assigned and when it is due, that that can be problematic for some people, sure. especially individuals that tend to procrastinate. So right. Right. continue to, to work through that uh, because we want to make certain that you get the credits that you've earned. And we also want to make certain that all of our students know that next year's understanding and learning will be predicated upon what you've done sure. this year. Sure. It will be based just like a scaffold. So please, please put forward your best effort. And, you know, I, I want to remind people, too, that our teachers, uh, this is such an unusual situation. When we come back next year, again, not talking about seniors here, but for all of our other students, our teachers, I know, will do an incredible job of making sure that they're going to know where students are based on kind of a unique situation as this year ended so that they're ready to take them where they need to be next school right. year. Yes. You, you know, you mentioned some things that triggered other thoughts in my mind. We don't know about graduation yet. We're no. going to do everything we can to continue yes. to have a graduation ceremony we for are, our seniors. We know that. We are thinking yeah. about that. Absolutely. We don't know what it looks like. We don't sure. know when it will be, but we're going to try to do that to the very best of our ability. But there are other things. I mean, there are personal belongings that students have in schools, personal belongings that teachers have in schools. Sure. You know, what does that look like? How do we get the devices back? What are we going to do with summer school? All of those things. Right still um, are yet to be. And and for a lot of those details, we're going to make sure it gets done, but we're going to make sure it gets done in a very safe way because we certainly keep in mind the health issues and wanting to maintain social distancing. Yes. So we're going to let people know about that, but we're going to do it in the right yes. way. I'm grateful for the announcement today because that allows us to stop working uh, down two pathways because we do know now what we have to do. Uh, as opposed to, well, sure. the what if game. Right. So now we can continue to finalize the plans that we've already uh, put in motion, but we, we certainly didn't finalize them because of the fluidity of the, the situation sure. that we're dealing with. And David, before we wrap up today, I know I've heard you talk about this quite a bit, just thinking of the work that our teachers are putting in and the work our parents are putting in as well during virtual instruction. Yeah, so many thoughts. First of all, I um, want to thank our teachers and our staff. Uh, just received a text message before we started this podcast of a parent that reached out and said, hey, I just want to thank you uh, because, you know, the, my kids have been checked on multiple times for right. teachers and just to make certain that, you know, and it's not just about their schoolwork, but how are you doing? Are mm -hmm. things okay? Uh, so thank you to our teachers, our staff, to everybody. Food service, that's going to ramp up yes. uh, even bigger next More week. More information to come on that. Yes. Um, so thank you to all of our EVSC family and staff. Thanks to our kids. You know, these are these are difficult times. Uh, any way you shape it, uh, they're difficult times. But I also want to thank our parents, uh, our community, but, but specifically our parents. Uh, and just really talk about the family unit for a second. And kids, you know, I'm asking you to be a little bit more patient with your parents. And <laughs> right. parents, be a little bit more patient with your kids, Absolutely. especially, you know, for those uh, parents that have lost their job. They've been laid off or, and they don't know what their future is going to look like. The kind of stress that that puts on families is horrendous. So 
I want people to know that we're here for you. This goes beyond reading, writing, and arithmetic for us. I mean, when we talk about educating the whole child, we mean we want to make certain that the whole child is in good shape. So whatever we need to do and however we need to do it, we're going to be there and we're going to do it. That's what's phenomenal about this Evansville community. We're going to come together as a community. We're going to make sure everybody is okay. Well said. Thanks for coming in. So much to cover today. And and you're going to be back, I know, when we have more information to share. We're going to do this again. We want to make sure people are up to speed daily with us. So anytime something changes, we'll do this again, David. Just a reminder, everyone, everyone follow us on social media. Go to our website, evscschools.com, for the latest information. And when we know more, we will share more. So thanks again for coming in. Thank you.